0: This episode of the Universal Unleashed podcast has been brought to you by Away of Me Travel, the official sponsor of the Universal Unleashed podcast. Are you ready for an epic adventure? Living the movies that you love. Be a part of the action here at Universal Orlando, and Away of Me Travel is here to get you there. From Spider-Man to Jurassic Park, all of your epic journeys start through Away With Me Travel. Jamie and I are so excited to get you down to Universal Orlando to experience Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, City Walk, their amazing hotels. We can provide so much insight that maybe you didn't know about the parks and provide the perfect experience for you at Universal Orlando. So get a hold of us at show at awaywithmetravel.com and visit us at the Away With Me Travel website. We hope to hear from you soon. Our episode four of the universal unleashed podcast a show all about the universal orlando parks and tonight i have had an amazing evening filled with everything that i love food and fantastic people and it keeps getting better because one of my favorite people is staring at me right now and he's ready to talk everything universal my brother mike how are you tonight my friend
1: Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm happy to see you too. Uh, It's getting a little cooler around here. It's definitely got that Halloween feel in the air here. So uh, when we talked about what we were going to do for our topic tonight, I was very excited because it's definitely got that eerie kind of fall ambiance that we're starting to get here. All the pumpkin spice stuff is popping up on the supermarkets. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think I'm kind of getting ready to get into that fall weather and that really horror, scary sweatshirt, buckle down kind of night. Do you decorate for Halloween, the house? We do. We do. Um, I'm very big into carving uh, jack-o'-lanterns, but I don't Mm -hmm. carve jack-o'-lanterns with the regular pumpkins i do the craft pumpkins because i put a lot of detail and intricate stuff into them i use those tracing patterns so i keep them from year to year so i probably have a collection of about i don't know 15 to 20 pumpkins and um i use them from year to year which i really like and i get a lot of compliments on them and it's really idiot proof i mean it's tracing those those pumpkin master carving things so uh listen if i could do it anybody could do it because i can't draw a straight line with a ruler so uh they look a lot better the finished result is more than i could ever ask for
0: you want to test that idiot proof thing if I grab a hold of one of them pumpkins? <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, you could do it. Uh, listen, it's you could have three thumbs and you'd be all right. It's very easy with the, with the tracing patterns.
0: Well, and uh, you know something really cool they do in our neighborhood? And it's kind of taken off the last couple of years. On Halloween night, we line our sidewalks with candles inside of paper bags. Mm hmm. And it's it sounds weird, and I thought it was weird when they first started this like five years ago, but now, I mean, I live in a neighborhood of probably like 3,000 homes, and now all the sidewalks are, like when you drive down the streets, all the sidewalks are lit with these like uh, paper bags glowing.
1: They don't catch on fire?
0: No. 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 Uh-huh. I'd be Just afraid can-
1: they didn't blow over and catch fire put, here.
0: Put a, little, put a little candle there. You're good. You put sand in the bottom. Okay. No, no, you put sand in the bottom of the bag, and then you put the candle in. Candle sits in the sand, and there's no wind in there, so. Okay. I mean, I get the ones that catch fire, but that's because those those <laughs> rotten kids around this neighborhood leaving their leaving their bags on my. I look like the the mm. uh, guy from Billy Madison stomping them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew where you were going with that, too. I could see the the line coming out of your mouth where he says it. Um, Yeah, man, we started talking about what we want to do tonight. You know, we're getting to that great time of year where, look, we're we're right up against it. Riley and Katie both have their Halloween costumes. I still got to get mine, but uh, I think I'm gonna start decorating Uh, week after next. I'm gonna get the house already. One of the things we do
1: around here, which is pretty cool, we talk in traditions in the neighborhood. Uh, we do this thing called booing. I don't know, do you guys do that by you? What you do no, is you. Huh? you uh, it's pretty cool. And if anybody's listening to the when they listen to the podcast, if maybe you want to start this in your neighborhood because all it takes is one person to start it. So what you do is you grab a bag of candy, a little brown paper bag, and you make a note and you put a little ghost on the note and you basically ring and run. So you take the bag and you say uh, you ring the people's doorbell, you leave the bag of candy there, and you say you've just been booed. Um, take this photocopy it or leave five photocopies and then they have to boo five people and then those people have to boo another five people so you wind up getting random candy from people in the neighborhood and it's kind of fun because the kids get to play ring and run so you get the kids in the car one night in the pajamas they go out they go to their friends houses they run up to the door they put the candy on the doorstep they put the little note on the door or they'll the note in the bag and then you ring the doorbell and you'll open and then it kind of spreads and all of a sudden what you're supposed to do is but my kids never do it is hang the the boo ghost on your door so you don't get booed again but, you know, oh okay gotcha but what fun is that because you get more candy if you, yeah, you get want more blue. candy I mean, yes. come on. oh so, uh i'm playing yeah, the it's, game it's a tradition
0: that we do around here and it's a lot of fun what kind of quarterback goes in and throws one pass and then doesn't play the rest of the game yeah, no exactly. I'm, I'm in for the evening like of let's course. do this um yeah uh look we want to do something special with halloween horror nights tonight and we came up with a really fun idea and we wanted something that you guys could uh interact with and think about and talk with But before we dive into Halloween Horror Nights, guys, before we ever get into a topic, because look, we are we are originally a Disney show and we are based on family and we are based on um, keeping it family and we will always keep it family on this show. Uh, never any language, never anything like that coming your way. But some of the topics may be a little scary, maybe a little bit inappropriate for younger listeners. So with the Universal show, we, if we're going to do a topic like that, we will always give you that warning saying, this episode might be a little more in-depth on some things that, uh, that maybe the younger listeners that are used to the Disney dads uh, might want might to sit this one out. Because with Universal, you get a little more adult uh, with the topics. A little more PG-13, so to speak. Exact. you hit it on a nail on the head so guys this is your warning uh if there's little ones in the car go ahead and flip that off right now if you're not comfortable with them talking about uh, halloween horror nights and uh and what we have going on if you are ready to go down this rabbit hole with us imagining our own halloween horror nights houses mike here we go buddy
1: Justin, you got a trip coming soon, and you're going to get to actually go to these Universal Halloween Horror Night Houses. Uh, I have yet to experience this, so I've had to experience it through, you know, you telling me and the experiences, and unfortunately, I've had just through YouTube, you know, watching the videos on there, and uh, you came up with this idea tonight of designing our own uh, horror house, you know, and I'm a big fan of haunted houses up here. Whenever they're around, we go to them, we go to them as families. I really enjoy doing it. And I really got into the YouTube rabbit hole of looking at a lot of these ones that have been designed by, you know, universals, so the ones that have been around through the years, because they change from year to year. You know, it's not the same thing every year. And um, I came up with an idea of what I wanted to do for mine. I know you have an idea for yours. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So... I had an idea to do My Horror House, and if you if you haven't been there before, like I have, not you look around online, you can see that there's a lot of theming behind these things. You know, this year there's a Ghostbusters, before it was Stranger Things. Um, I've seen, you know, Rob Zombie had a house one year. I mean, there were just so many different themes to houses that they have. So I'm kind of taking a little bit of an idea from some of the ones that I've seen online, and I don't think this has been done before, but... I always get made fun of on the other podcast about my age because I'm the oldest one, obviously. So I'm going (laughs) to throw this back, obviously, into the early 80s, my childhood. The scariest part of my life, my pubescent years. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) that being said, I'm going to design a house where the theming is going to be all those classic 80s toys and 80s comics and 80s things that we played with, that I played with as kids. And they've been flipped around. They're completely a mess. See, when I was a kid, GI Joe was the hero and Cobra was the bad guy. But now, when you walk into this room, GI Joe is going to be severed. He's going to be torn apart, and Cobra is going to be the bad guy, and he's going to be coming after you in the room. And that's how the room is going to be themed. So you're going to go from different theme rooms to the other different theme rooms. And I want to keep it to all the '80s stuff. Uh, for those who remember, there was the He-Man and Skeletor. You know, we're going to have. Mm-hmm, yeah. Unfortunately, He-Man is going to be defeated, and Skeletor is going to be there telling you what. You're going to meet your doom, and he's going to be coming after you, and he's going to be the ruler of the room because he's defeated the, you know, the good guy, and now the bad guys have won. But I really want to keep it 80s-themed also. You know? So I'm going to have you know, Gargamel in a room with tortured Smurfs, you know, with, with, with <laughs> heads pulled off and legs severed and, and, and just really, really a mess. And it wouldn't be doing it justice if we stayed to all just, uh, you know, G.I. Joe and He-Man and, and Thundercats and some of those old classic 80s ones. We got to keep the girls involved, too. We know back in the early 80s, the girls loved certain toys like Strawberry Shortcake. So what would be better than a Strawberry Shortcake and a Blueberry Muffin zombie girl? You know, you can have them all zombied out and chasing after you in the rooms and Rainbow Bright as a zombie and the Care Bears coming after you all bloody and messy and severed hands and... And uh, that's kinda what I'm gonna go with. Some of that old 80's genre stuff that we played with and just really horror it up and
0: kinda make it your worst nightmare. So let me ask you this, what music, cause I know what music I'm picturing in my head hearing your idea. What music would you put into this thing? Cause I know I, I have the perfect thing I think that would be just terrifying but it also sends you back to that time period.
1: Well, well you tell me cause I wanna, I wanna hear what you have to say with
0: what music. I- I am thinking synthesizers, uh-huh. but they are like that. They, they take it and they tone it down to where it's that deep tone, but it's like. Rrr. Do you remember watching um, Masters of the Universe? Sure, with sure. man yeah. and they had they they had, the synthesizer's what they had to get. Remember, mm-hmm. like they had that's how it would saved the thing. But like that kind of sound, like that.
1: Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, definitely that that old eighties kind of genre, you know, heavy metal hair music. You know, it's that that, that old kind of. Uh, that old kind of metal, so to speak, I think would be perfect for that kind of, uh, you know, zombied out Rainbow Bright.
0: Think about if you went into the Rainbow Bright room too and all you heard was like the little girls' like voices, like just over top of each other, like singing the song, like in a really creepy way, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Now, something I gotta ask you is are you going more for, because with Halloween Horror Nights, the houses, some houses are more based on jump scares. Meaning they're popping out of corners, doing stuff like that, or are you going with a house kind of like Ash vs Evil Dead a couple years ago, where it's more and and um, Stranger Things was last year, where it's more of walking through scenes. I like the idea of walking through scenes because
1: you can put a lot of details with the '80s mm-hmm. stuff. I think you're not going to get the true appreciation. You know, if Skeletor is just jumping out at you, yeah, it's some guy with a skull-looking mask. But if you had it more. Artistically, with scenery, you know, as almost a set, I think that's more of a cool effect where people would appreciate the genre more of the '80s, and I think it would fit in well because, you know, as we know, the Halloween Horror Nights are not recommended really for for younger children, so I think the younger children wouldn't get the. Uh, the Smurfs or the Care Bears or the Rainbow Brights or the, uh, you know, the, the, that kind of old stuff. You, you know, you grew up, you know, you were a little younger. I mean, obviously you're younger than I am, but you even familiar with that stuff. So I think it would resonate oh, well yeah. with you. Yeah. But I think that that kind of stuff, I mean, even Garbage Pail Kids. How cool were those things? Yeah. You know, you could have a whole room of just, you know, up Chuck Tuck or whatever his name was or, you know, whatever those weird names were and have those freaked out Garbage Pail Kids.
0: Think about having a um, Hex Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, oh absolutely. man, like a big, you know, they kind of did something like this with Chucky a couple years ago um, where they, the doll, the, the, he had taken over the toys and the toys were all like coming at, coming after you, like big teddy dolls, or teddy bears, stuff like that. And it was creepy, man. Like as you walk through, I mean, it's, you see, you're seeing these things where you're like, Oh, you know, you're supposed to be nice. What are you doing here? Right. Um, now, the one thing I love that they do with Halloween Horror Nights is they implement food Based on some of the houses, so mm-hmm. they come up with ideas. And I'm putting you on the spot here because I didn't, we didn't talk about this before the show. I, I, there's one obvious one, um, that, both the people you went through. But if you were to come up with a food item or a drink item, what would you, what would you go with?
1: I think drink items, you got to go something dark, red, um, you know, something along the lines of like a Bloody Mary or. You know, maybe a Bloody Mary with like you know hot dog fingers on it. You know what I mean, like like body parts or <laughs> nice. something yeah, like that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Like floating on uh, top. Yeah, you know something, th- some something to mimic, uh, you know, a body part and blood. Um, anything dark, you know, dark beers like a Guinness. Just something, you know, you don't want like light man You don't want fruity drinks with umbrellas on it. You want that dark, uh, evilness. You know that that uh, that like that porter kind of beer or the Guinness or the the real heavy stuff. I think would be good for that. Um, Food wise. I don't know. I mean, um,
0: there's a good one right there in front of you. Strawberry shortcake, man. Think about oh, if yeah. You did a strawberry shortcake, like a dismembered strawberry shortcake mm-hmm. where it was, um, the, the plate itself. that was just red strawberry, you know, uh, sauce all over it. And then it was all crumbled apart and just, you know, completely just dismembered, uh, strawberry shortcake. And then you could even put like, you know, a little, uh, like doll that's missing like an arm on there or something you know like a little right, little right, thing right. so no that's cool so, that's a great idea yeah man dude that's a, that's a that's a great great. you know what's fun about these houses too is the fronts of them uh, when you're walking up to them they always have these amazing signage or amazing um, paintings on the outside saw, I saw the Universal Monsters one for this year uh, today and it is just I mean it's incredible it's like a two story mural on the wall uh If you had to pick one of your characters that really simplifies that time and it simplifies your house, who would you put up there? Castle Grayskull. (laughs) Nice. Well done. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I like it. I like it. Uh, Dude, I I would be stoked about this house. And like you said, the one good thing they do, too, is smells. I mean, you could go through, you know, your Strawberry Shortcake room and it smells sweet. You know, you go through the He-Man, it smells that smoky smell where that you know, just... Dude, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I love it.
1: So now that we've dabbled about what I would want to do with mine, I'm really excited because you have a lot of experience in this, what you're going to do with yours.
0: All right. So I've been begging for this house for uh, years and years and years and years. Uh, I have wanted this house more so in the past couple of years, and I keep thinking it's going to get announced, and it just doesn't. And I'm hoping next year for the 30th it will be a house. It's something that I um, not only really enjoy the older movies, but I enjoy the newer movies. Um, And I even enjoy the newest one, which I saw today for the first time in theaters. Mm. And I am going to go with It. Mm. An It house. Uh, Pennywise the Clown. And I not only saw the movie today, but I brought something special to recording. And I have... A Pennywise the Clown tiki mug.
1: Ooh, I like that. That is
0: ceramic, just like you see, like a Trader Sam's. Uh, they were selling them at the movie theater. And inside of it, I have a Bloody Mary, ready to uh, ready to enjoy as I'm waiting in the queue uh, before I get into the house. Mike, have you seen the newer ones yet? I saw the last it, the one that was out about
1: two years ago, and unfortunately I saw it about four times because Sarah wanted to go see it for the first time, then she wanted to see it with one of her other friends, and she went on a date so I had a chaperone, so yeah, I got to see that about four times the last one. I know it line by line. But it too what happens is it two out yet?
0: It's out. Yeah, I saw it today in theaters. Um, Katie and I had a—I uh, like to refer to it as Justin and Katie's Day of Fun. She mm-hmm. really annoys her as I sing it as we go through uh, <laughs> through dinner, you know. And I—I I would actually do that, you of know. Of course. Um, well, yeah, we saw it today. It was good. It wasn't great. I read the book too. Mm-hmm. Um. And the book is like fifteen hundred pages. It took me like a year to read. It's it's fourteen hundred and seventy pages longer than any other book I've ever read. Um. <laughs> But I read the book and it stayed pretty true to the book up until about an hour left in the movie and then it kind of went off on its own. But uh, no spoilers here. It's it's definitely worth seeing. It's good. It's just not as good as the first one. Okay. But uh, my It house. It, this house, there's certain houses with Halloween horror nights that scare me more than others, other houses do. I'm terrified of Michael Myers. So anytime there's a, a Halloween house, which there has been a few times, um, I'm terrified of that house. This house would be way up on my list of terrifying and I'm hoping to be able to do it one day. So here's how my house starts. The queue, of course you have that ominous music in it as you're waiting. You know, sometimes those cues can get long too. So you're there for a little bit, but you can have your bloody Mary and uh, relax and enjoy your time. But as you enter the, uh, the house, you, the house opens up to the street where, uh, Bill and Georgie live And you're going down the street, and they actually, you're going to get a little bit of rain on you. There's, And they've done this before. Um, The rain's falling a little bit, and you see Georgie over at the storm drain. And your first sign of Pennywise as you walk by, and of course you're close, you're really close. I mean, everything's close quarters, is you see Pennywise come up and attacks Georgie. You know, and you get that great face, and you get Georgie screaming in the gutter, you know, things like that. And that's as you come through. That's your first sign of Pennywise. The second scene, uh, maybe one of my favorite scenes in the movie, uh, you're in the library. You're in the dairy Library, and I'm talking claustrophobic library. The books are on either side of you. And this is where you're getting a lot of your jump scares. And I want to see red balloons all over the place. And you've got clowns coming out at you from behind books, from around shelves, from, you know... Uh, all, all this stuff just absolutely just coming from you each and every way. And the clown is taking different forms. It's not just Pennywise. You know, it's taking the form of the picture in the movie. It's taking the form of, of whatever you think maybe scares you. It's It can be a really, really terrifying uh, thing because that's what Pennywise does is takes the form of, of your fears. So you go through the library, and I want to hear, like, the music, but I want to hear people, go as you scream, somebody going... You know, there can be even a librarian doing a jump scare. We're going, stay, be quiet. You know, <laughs> uh, things like that. Um, the third scene, it's an iconic scene. And you go through, and it's Beverly's bathroom with the blood effect coming out of the drain. Mm-hmm. They did a blood effect when they did the house for The Shining okay. with the elevator scene. So they had the elevator scene, and they had the blood effect where the blood rushes out. Mm hmm. And I guess it's with lighting and, and things like that. So they pulled it off pretty well. So they could definitely pull this off too. You know, they would be able to, to have the blood and then it go away and then the blood go. Um, I think that would be a really, really cool scene to walk by. Now, what, what they're really good at, and this is why I want my house too, is as you're looking at that scene to your right, you're looking in through the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. You know, or you're walking through the bathroom on your right. You know, that, that's drawing your view. On your left, you're getting that scare. You know, and it doesn't have to be Pennywise. Maybe it's a Beverly actress coming out going, help me, you know, help me. Like, it's not always the the scary things that are given. Sometimes it's those those actors and actresses that play those other roles that actually scare you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to see that. The fourth scene I have is you're going down in the Barrens. And you are, this I think would be the most terrifying scene of the house. And uh, you're walking on a very narrow pathway. And on either side of you, the pathways elevated a little bit, and on either side of you is all fog. I mean, they fogged it out completely, so it looks like it's you know water on each side, but it's it's mist, you know. And out of the fog, people are jumping up, you know, out of the fog, like almost like grasping at your feet, mm-hmm. you know, like ah, we all float down here, you know, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're they're trying to get you. And as you walk through there, of course, the barons takes you to the sewer tunnels. Now you're in the sewer tunnels, and I want almost a maze. I mean, I want this thing to be so discombobulating, and maybe using mirrors, and I want that damp, dank, just awful smell down there as you're walking through, and you get those, uh, you get those scares down there, and maybe you get, you get some more of the, uh, even not jump scares, but just Pennywise looking around the corner, so you know he's there, you know. Right. And then for my last scene of my house. You're in Pennywise's lair. You're in the the large room in the sewers. And uh, Pennywise is is right there. He's scaring you. The lights are going on and off, on and off. And maybe there's multiple, you know, clowns in the room. Because when the light goes off, he may be over in the corner. But when it comes back on, he's right in front of you. You know, things like that. But it ends, the way you exit the house, is by a massive bright light. That you have to walk through the door into the bright light. And that is the lights, you know. Pennywise—that's the way he takes people, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the lights. And so that is actually Pennywise—a use uh, of coming to Pennywise, and he gets you in the end. And they've done that in multiple houses that I love. That at the end you actually didn't survive. You know, it's almost like the attic scene in in uh, Haunted Mansion for yeah. some people. You yeah. know, um, but that is my house, man, and uh, I I think it would be absolutely terrifying. That's super cool. Now, have they ever
1: have? Uh, pennywise incorporated in the parks before no 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 no. really not, I'm su- that, not I'm surprised. that i know of yeah okay i'm surprised. Well, to this- in such a popular movie in the last couple of years and it's been a you know it's it actually was a movie from the 80s too i mean it's been a popular stephen king cult kind of thing so i'm surprised that it hasn't been more presence in the park and i think with this with the with the success of the box office of how the movies are doing obviously with the part two i think it would be a fantastic thing to add to the parks
0: yeah, the so it was a TV miniseries in the '80s, and they turned they turned into a movie. You know, they mm-hmm. kind of combined the two. It's why it's like four hours and twenty minutes long. It's like super long. Um, which Tim Curry played Pennywise, and uh, I thought he did a pretty good job. A lot of people hate on that movie. I kind of liked it. I I, I, I kind of was a fan of that movie. Um, I like the newer ones better. I just I think that um, Bill Skarsgård. Really plays the role of Pennywise better than just about anybody could. I, you know, I think he's absolutely terrifying. He gives it kind of that, that charm almost Mm. in a way. Mm -hmm. It seems like a weird thing to say about a um, an evil clown from outer space, you know. Yeah. Uh, But it's uh, it's really really good. I guess the problem they have with a lot of these is getting the rights to the intellectual property to use. Sure. You know, there's, there's been a lot of rumors in the past where they've said, oh, we're going to use this movie or this movie, and everyone gets really excited about it, and then at the last minute something happens, and they lose the rights to the intellectual property.
1: Right, right, right. So, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's a money thing, you know? Who's, who's yeah. paying, right? What they agreed to, right, I, I get it.
0: Yeah, so, I you know, hopefully they work something out, because, I mean, look, next year for the 30th, I think you get Jack the Clown as the icon, mm-hmm. um, and... You know, I, th- I think it fits perfectly for for that to bring in. I would like to see, and they kind of did it one year with Jason, uh, Leatherface, and Freddy as like the faces of horror, like the, the iconic faces of horror. Um, and then Jack was the Jack the Clown was the um, was the icon. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them go just absolutely crazy next year and just bring in all of those faces of horror. Right. So you've got like Michael Myers, Freddy, Jason. Uh, Pennywise, um, you know Leatherface, like all, like just bring them all in yeah. and just make it just make it absolutely nuts, you know. Um, but yeah, I, for me, these houses are more than just haunted houses; they tell a story, right? And that's the cool part about Halloween Horror Nights that you don't get anywhere else. You know, it, it really is a story. You walk through some of these houses and you're seeing the story of your favorite movies or shows.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, no, the, the
1: the everything that I've watched on YouTube, I think I watched one of the Poltergeist houses. Yeah, and I went was, through that. Yeah. yeah, and it was like watching the movie. And I mean, that was one of the childhood movies that I saw. And you know, I think one of the first scenes when she walks in, she's standing by the TV, and yep. you know the thing. And then you walk upstairs, and the clown from the movie is in the room, in the bedroom. And you're walking through that bedroom, and the tree comes through the window. And yeah, really, really, really cool stuff. I liked watching, you know. As as good as it is being there, obviously, it was really cool watching the YouTube videos because they were high quality videos, and you were able to really get a feel of what they were trying to bring you in into those particular houses. You know, you you felt like you were there, even though it's only obviously you know via video.
0: Yeah, it's that poltergeist house was great. It was one of those too where, you know, like you said, it told it told the story perfectly. You actually walked through the closet. Remember, mm-hmm. she gets pulled through the closet. Yep. Yep. Uh you go through the closet and then you're in like that weird, you know, sort of uh dimension. Um so yeah, like all those houses are great. I can't wait this show drops on Monday and on Friday I'll be there. So I'll be I'll be rocking the house. I will tell you this, man. Like I don't want anyone to ever look at me after a Disney day and say, "I'm exhausted because Halloween Horror Nights night. I've never had my feet hurt so bad as after <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights."
1: because you're just running for your life or just a lot of walking
0: you're just busting it man to get as much done as possible i mean last year i want to say we got 16 houses done and there were only 10 houses so we did we did almost all of them twice right because at the end of the night it really clears out because it's open till one o'clock um and then two o'clock on friday uh fridays and saturdays some parts of the of the 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 you know during it but but yeah man, you're just go go go. And for annual pass holders, we get to get in early. All right. So what you do is you line up, and then you kind of you, you you're kind of like cattle. They put you in like a holding pen, mm-hmm. and because we want to do Stranger Things, we're in the holding pen uh by Finnegan's and all that, um, across from where the mummy is, um, a little side street. They put you right there, and you just sit there, man, for like an hour while they clear the park. Right from everybody that doesn't have a doesn't have a Halloween Horror Nights ticket, and then they walk you over to Stranger Things. You do Stranger Things, and then as soon as you get out there, you can normally get in like two or three more houses before people start coming in through the gate. Right. So you're just, I mean, how, you're just go, go, go. How how
1: well do they efficiently clear the park? Is it really that hard for them to do? Because I know we I know we have experience with other parks and how mm-hmm. they clear out for parties. Uh, did they pretty much clear the place out?
0: They clear it better than Disney does there for the, for the Mickey's Not So Scary and stuff like that. So Mickey's Not So Scary, Disney does it in a very polite way. They kind of are like, okay, well, you know, you have to... They've gotten better about it, actually, of you having to walk through certain areas and they sh- you have to show your wristband. Used mm-hmm. to be, remember, you had to have your wristband to get candy and to get on attractions. That's right. kind of how they funneled everything out. Now I think they realize that some people are sticking around just to see the shows and stuff. Right. Um, dude, they start in the back of the park kind of in a line it's kind of like how i would picture you clearing like shea stadium right you know what i mean they start in the back of the park they're getting kind of a line uh coming up through the park and they literally just push everyone out of the park and Mm -hmm. they go from the back of the park all the way to the front and then out you go see ya time for halloween horror nights Mm -hmm. the only downfall to waiting beforehand Mm -hmm. is i don't get that walk up i used to get because we used to walk up at like seven PM as the sun was starting to go down and right. you had the lighting and the music and everything out front. And you don't gotcha. get that anymore. But it's worth it to do three houses, four houses before anyone else. Right. Now
1: do they clear the whole park out and that or if you were in the park already right and you have Halloween horror p- tickets for that night you can stay in?
0: Yeah, so they they have like two holding pins, one is sometimes three one is there across from the mummy where we normally are and that one opens up to the front houses there's like three houses there okay um let me look at the map here uh and i can tell you so that holding pin would open up to uh yeti Terra the yukon mm-hmm. uh jordan peels us and netflix's stranger things so they would walk you to stranger things but then you would be able to come out and immediately hop into either us or uh, Yeti Terror of the Yukon, um, because you know they haven't started there. The other holding pin uh, pattern is over by Moe's, which that's the one I prefer okay. because you can sit there and have a drink. <laughs> you oh, can sit yeah. there and have a beer. You know what mean? I mean? You can still Mo. get a yeah. <laughs> you can still get a beer and, and sit over where you, where we normally go, but you're sitting in the sun and it was like a million degrees last year. Um, this time, like if you're sitting over by Moe's, you're in the shade or you're inside in the uh, air conditioning. And that one, when it opens up, it opens up to it would be Nightingale's Blood Pit, um, okay. Depths of Fear, and House of a Thousand Corpses. So it would be those three houses in the, in the very back, back by um, uh, Men in Black and and all that. So okay, yeah. So it's planning, man. You know, it's it's picking which houses you're more interested in and getting those. For us, Stranger Things is going to be a tough house to get, um, always. So we go, we go that route now. Okay. So, Makes sense. yeah. Um, Anything you want to add to, to a house or, or anything like that? I mean, this is a lot of fun. I like doing this.
1: No, no, I'm excited. I, I hope they, you know, I, listen, I really want to get down there. Hopefully, I'll be able to get down there next year. I'm actually thinking about doing a solo trip sooner or later, and I might have to make that part of my agenda. You know, maybe do a little food and wine in Epcot, maybe do a little bit of, you know, Galaxy's Edge, and then head over to Universal for some Halloween Horror Nights. So that might be a, a meet trip for next year if I can't get the uh, the wife and kids to go.
0: Well, you know you got somebody to take with you. oh i know i know you know i'll be there in a heartbeat laura kill me
1: (laughs) oh you know it is what it is
0: um before we go tonight let's talk a little bit about something brand new coming i've never seen it before um and i want to read universal orlando's description of it and i want to get your take on it okay uh halloween marathon of mayhem lagoon show coming to halloween horror nights a new lagoon show is debuting at universal studios florida during halloween horror nights on select nights Uh, Watch as the Lagoon transforms with a spectacle of neon and synth, featuring iconic scenes from top horror films, cult classics, and TV shows in the Halloween Marathon of Mayhem. Grab a bucket of popcorn and get ready as the Lagoon lights up with its iconic scenes from Netflix, Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, Universal Monsters, Killer Crowns from Outer Space. This new show features a blend of fountain-based media, state-of-the-art technologies, and special effects in a new way. This is one 80s nightmare you won't want to miss. i got to ask you this, man. Imagine, uh, World of Color at Disney's California Adventure, now themed to all of the houses for this year. I, I think
1: that's I think that's awesome. Uh, I like this whole genre theme thing. I like the. Uh, the water projection. I, I'd be really excited to see a water show like that. You know, I mean, anytime they can incorporate something different and scary and spooky, I think that would be really cool. It's something that you're not going to get at your ordinary local haunted house or Halloween walk or something. That's one of those things that you have to go to a major theme park for to really enjoy that and have that huge technical aspect and really take in that really awesome moment. You know what I mean? with uh, And really enjoy and just kind of sit back, have a drink and really enjoy that.
0: Oh, I'm so. That's the one thing Universal's been lacking. Um, They they added a new one about a year or two ago, and now you get this with Halloween Horror Nights. I I just, it's so great to see this coming because, look, I love the houses, but there is sometimes a little bit of downtime because you're tired. You want to grab a drink, you want to grab some pizza fries, you want to grab, you know, and to be able to kind of plan it like at 10 or 11 or 12, because they're doing it on the hour at 10, 11, or 12. To be able to go and watch this and maybe take a 15, 20 minute break, but you're still getting entertainment, you don't feel like you're missing out, you know? Do you
1: think maybe they'll incorporate that during the rest of the year with like maybe Harry Potter stuff?
0: Yeah, they have they have a show the rest of the year on certain nights, not not on every night. Um, but yeah, I, look, it's, it's going to be absolutely great. And something else they're doing that I really like that's uh, new this year Is They actually have an app uh, you can download, and they have terror terror trivia on the app, and you'll be playing against other people in the parks. Oh, cool. So you're trying to work yourself up the the leaderboard. Um, There's 11, they say, horror-packed levels um, featuring questions all about this year's haunted house and the history of the event. Um, And you can even unlock achievements along the way, and they even say, uh, hint... There's a pizza fries achievement, so you you bet I will be uh, getting that achievement because that is <laughs> one that I do not miss every single year. Uh, is that I look? It gets bigger and bigger every year. I wouldn't be shocked next year if we don't see this moving from just Universal Orlando to taking over Islands of Adventure too.
1: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Doing a dual park, um, which they have done once, um, but doing a dual park uh, uh, event would be very very cool.
1: All right. Next year is the thirtieth, right?
0: Thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. yeah Halloween well, Horror Nights thirty.
1: I would say you go big for your thirtieth, right?
0: Yeah, man. After that's all downhill, so you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: Well, buddy, uh, I had so much fun, man. It's always a great time talking Universal Orlando. It's, it's even better talking Halloween Horror Nights, and it's even better that I have my suitcase out, ready to go get um, my my uh, my scare on down there, and I'm packing extra undies just in case because uh, you never know how terrified I will get. Katie is only. Uh, she is a, she's a tiny little lady, and I, she's only so much you can hide behind. So, um, but we will have an amazing time. I'll be going um, doing some video, doing some audio from the parks over the uh, over the next uh, week or so. Uh, so I'll be excited to come from there. But uh, but man, thank you so much. Uh, closing remarks for us.
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to your trip. You know, I want to vicariously live through you for those few days. Uh, Unfortunately, I'll be stuck up here. And uh, like I said, it's something that I'm really looking forward to. And it's going to be nice enjoying it through your eyes, you know, when you're down there next week. And uh, have a good time, man. I'll see you soon.
0: Thanks, buddy. Hey, and if you're out there and you are interested in uh, heading down to Universal Orlando or heading down to Halloween Horror Nights, make sure to get a hold of Jamie or myself at show at awaywithmetravel.com. We take care of all of your planning at no cost to you with any vacation package. And uh, also, guys, look, we know the tips, the tricks, the ins, the outs, the things you might not know that we can make your trip just a little bit better. Maybe uh, maybe we can get you an extra house or something just because we know a tip or trick that you can get there early and do something cool. So make sure to get a hold of the show at awaywithmetravel.com. I will be coming to you from Halloween Horror Nights in Universal Orlando very, very shortly. Mike, thanks again, buddy. And until next time, guys. Everything's universal. This has been YDF Media Productions.